All right, guys, welcome back to the Short Story Long Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Derrickson, joined by my co-host, Andrew Dial. What's up, guys? And a new special guest, Mr. Nate Thompson. How's it going? So, Nate is uh, the owner of American Fiber here in T-Town, and uh, he actually reached out to us. Is that right, Dozer? I believe so, yes. So, I was going to ask him what uh, what made him, what, what, what drew you into this podcast? Oh, I just got stories and jokes. <laughs> I don't have anything about cars, so this show is going to be about almost nothing. <laughs> As is every episode. So, fun fact about Nate. At least once or twice a day, he posts something on Facebook that just absolutely cracks my shit up. He, uh, I don't know where you find all your gold, but I... I, I spend a lot of time alone. <laughs> it, uh, it definitely cracks me up and brightens my day to see, to see your posts. So. Don't they say something about like, uh, you know, the, in comedy, there's, there's, you know, comedy and truth or something. And we just live in a clown world anyway. So there's just really comedy everywhere. It's a different time right now. <laughs> there's everywhere you turn, there's something that's not quite right. And it, it's kind of like one of those laugh to keep from crying type of deals, yes. right? Multiple times a week, if I see a headline, I got to check and make sure and see if it's the Babylon Bee or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have a listener email here from my sister. Okay. Um, Keep up the good work. You're cracking me up. Episode 10, Sam Page. She uh, thinks that's a funny word. She likes that. So we're st- we still have yet to see a real Sam Page on this podcast, but maybe one day. She really appreciated um, the talk of the first aid kit. She ordered one that I had described on Amazon right away and put it in the car. Uh, episode 11, she uh, can't believe that my dad's going to listen to the podcast, and I don't think he has ever since I mentioned he might. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, she says, welcome to the conversation quite a bit. And, uh, how many other vehicles of mine have you named without my knowledge? She is quoting something that we said in episode 11. Oh, gotcha. Um, I think there's an unspoken rule that if someone names your vehicle, they're contractually obligated to help you work on it. And she remembers DJ Sam at church. And she said, be sure to be sure to share the name of our vehicles. I don't know if you remember, but my first car was a blue Pontiac. Parisian, dad got an auction. I do remember that car. The wipers would only shut off if you removed the fuse from the fuse box. <laughs> there was so much rust all over that vehicle that my friends named her Tetanus. So thanks for that feedback, Tierra. And I got your book in the mail today. So I'll be uh, flipping through that and reading some of that for you. So not on the podcast, but maybe if it's really good, I might put some excerpts in there. So what's new with you, Dozer? Uh, well, we finally got my father-in-law's Nova out racing after two years and after a lot of hard work and a bunch of money and new parts, it went a lot slower. That's always frustrating. So we tore it down and, uh, freshened it up, new rings, new bearings, put it back together and it went even slower yet. Jeez. So. <laughs> Damn it. I ended up getting runner up in uh, street fighter last weekend by pure accident because everybody either red lit or I don't, I was so slow. It was messing with people, I guess. So. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like mess up the, <laughs> you know, like in major league, when you get a pitcher that pitches like a 75 mile an hour fastball and nobody can hit it. <laughs> Perfect. It's like that. So bad. I'm good. Yes. So what's new with you, Nate? Uh, not much. Just uh, work, work, work. Kids, family. Work, work, work. How many hours a week did you say you work, probably? 
Uh, it's <clears throat> usually it's about seven days a week. Okay, I'm always on call. Internet. We have a couple thousand customers, so they keep everybody busy. Yeah, yeah and if they don't have internet, I'm sure you know all about it. Oh yeah, my favorites are like my Fire Stick doesn't work, so the internet's out. No, no, your internet still works. It's just your Fire Stick's unplugged. <laughs> Did you turn it off and turn yeah. it back on? <laughs> oh shoot! I have a really long what's new story. We may save that for another podcast. Okay. So let's. Oh, about your uh, the new purchase. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. save that. We'll maybe, save that for new. Purchase. Is it that sweet PT cruiser outside? I've had that for a while. That could be. That's yours, how I knew actually, it was Sam's man. house. By the way, when I drove by, I was like, <laughs> so many vehicles. A, you're like, here's a junk old like miniature pickup truck and a PT cruiser. I'm like, this has got to be Sam's house. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. Clapped out Cummins. Everything. <laughs> um. So. I'd like to start off this podcast with a, it's probably not a dad joke, but it is a joke. I mentioned earlier that my um, diagnostic sales developer is kind of a dry personality, just out of nowhere came up with this joke to like to a customer that he didn't even know. And I don't know, it just got me. So have you ever heard of the famous Dr. Wong? I have not. Nope. Nope. Okay. Sorry. So uh, Dr. Wong is a, a like kind of like a relationship sex kind of doctor and he does kind of all that type of stuff he's not an obg but he he's in he does all the is this like on the internet or locally or he's got a local office well not local to here it's it's down by where he lives uh like dsd so anyway dr wong helps out with you know sexual intimacy issues and everything so this uh this this gal comes she's a little bit older she's in her late 40s and she comes to dr wong's office and she says dr wong I, I'm having some trouble and you know what, what's going on. Uh, I just, I'm having trouble finding a man, you know, you just, I, I, everything I do, like I've tried online dating, I've tried going to the bars and like the next morning they just run out of the house, you know, just, I can't just can't ever seem to keep a good man around. And he's like, well, Oh, let's see. I've got uh, Oh, I'm doing it totally wrong. Sorry. Okay. Let's, let's say what the problem is. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I need you to go ahead, take off all your clothes. Uh, really? Oh, yes, I trust me. It's a, it's a very good procedure. Okay, so she, she strips down. Okay, now I need you to get on all four, your hands and knees. So <laughs> This accent is awesome. <laughs> I feel like you could do an awesome Dr. Now accent. Yeah, you're like Uncle Roger on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> she says, oh, okay. Okay, now you see the other corner of the room. I need you to crawl to the other corner of the room. Um, okay, so she crawls on her hands and knees the other corner of the room and stops and stands up. Oh, okay, now you get back down and you crawl back to me. So she crawls back and she stands up. Okay, you put your clothes on now. So she puts her clothes on. And she's like, I, I don't really know what that was all about. But she, he, okay, okay, I got the diagnosis for you. So she says, okay, you know, it's laid on me. What is it, Dr. Wong? Uh, you have a Zachary disease. And she says, what, Zachary disease? Never heard of Zachary disease. Dr. Wong, what's Zachary disease? Oh, I saw where your face look a Zachary like your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you did not tell me that one. No, I didn't. I was saving it for the podcast. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. So, Mr. Nate Thompson's with us today. I got a crappy joke too. Hit, lay it on us. <laughs> All right. 
So there's, there's a kid standing on his box in the middle of the road, totally disrupting traffic, just jumping up and down, going 16, 16, 16. And this guy runs out and he, you know this one? I, I possibly, but hey, go ahead. So the guy, this guy runs out. And he's like, kid, you're, you're blocking traffic. What the hell are you doing? And he goes, man, you got to try this. This is awesome. And the guy's like, all right, I better see what this kid's on. So he gets on the box and he starts jumping up going 16. And the kid pulls the box away while he's jumping. <laughs> and he falls in a manhole and the kid puts the box back over. 17. Goes, 17. 17. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So. <laughs> you asked for a dad joke. Yeah, right? that's a good one. <laughs> so Sam, Sam's telling jokes with accents. So I'll tell my joke with the accent. Which one? <laughs> I think we should go through every stereotypical accent you guys have in the bank here. <laughs> the penguin? No, the the dolphin. The do- yeah, that's what I meant. The dolphin. Yes. That's so favorite. there's this dolphin. That's my favorite. There's this dolphin driving across the desert, right? And he's he's tooling along in the desert, and his car starts giving him trouble. So he comes comes up to this town in the middle of the desert, and he pulls up to the mechanic shop, and hey, 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 do you can you can you look at my car? And they're like, yeah, you know, we're kind of busy, but, uh, um, you know, if you want to go to the ice cream store across the street, have an ice cream, we'll, we'll work you in. Oh, okay. Okay. So the dolphin goes across the street to the ice cream he store. He loves ice cream. It, yeah. So he, <laughs> he just, I'm getting there. All okay, right. Okay. Goddamn. So he goes and orders ice cream. He says, oh, yeah, I would like uh, a vanilla ice cream cone. So they, they, that's his favorite ice cream. So they make up his vanilla ice cream cone. And, you know, they say, oh, dolphin, order up. And uh, he gets his ice cream cone and goes and sits down. And it dawns on him, like, he doesn't have any hands to eat this ice cream. Poor bastard. So he just goes face first in his ice cream because he's not going to let this ice cream go to waste. So he just eats it without any hands. So about the time he's finishing up, he looks out the window and they're taking his car down off the lift. So he, he comes back over and he, Hey, Hey, did you, did you find out anything about my car? And they're like, yeah, it looks like you just blew a seal. No, no, no. It's ice cream. I swear. <laughs> That's my favorite joke. <laughs> it's ice cream. I swear. Oh, shoot. Oh, goodness. So yeah. What, what's the hardest part of a vegetable to eat? The wheelchair. The wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> feel like, feel like we're gonna get canceled. Let's keep going. <laughs> it doesn't take much anymore. Honestly. Oh Jesus! Well, luckily no one listens to this podcast to even report it. So right, I'd like to actually say hi to all the listeners out there, which is. Sam's girlfriend and your sister and her mom, maybe. <laughs> my my sister, not my girlfriend. Not his girlfriend. My my girlfriend's mom, though. That's that's about it. Dozer's wife, every once in a while. Great while. Well, I hope both of you guys are doing fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they are actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get into the, the questions here. Oh boy. All right. So, Dozer, you asked her, or am I? Uh, well, I can. Well, he says he's not too much of a car guy, so we were just going to maybe adjust the question just, just a work. little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, how do you know me and Sam? Uh, we met during the Jeep days, right? Yeah, early early Jeep days when Jeep Club days. Yep. Yeah, back when you had a. Was so you guys want to do an origin story on this Jeep club? Yeah, so let's, Hell let's yeah! Do it. I need to get closer to this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're whatever fine. needs to happen. Yeah. Just so the origin of the Jeep club. 
I am not a fan of clubs, committees, any organizations at all. I, I generally stay away from them. It sounds like Nick McCormick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the there was an ad in the paper for a Jeep club. I happened to have a Jeep. Um, and I happened to read the paper. <laughs> in the paper? <laughs> not even me. My wife actually clipped the paper ad. She's like, <laughs> you know, you should go make some friends with your Jeep. And I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, is he trying to kick you out of the house? Well, it's like, it's a Joe Sippers. Like, I don't want to go to Joe Sippers. <laughs> but, and, and it was also at seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Wow. I was like, all right. So these guys must be the real deal because no normal people would meet at seven o'clock in the morning. So I get up, I go to Joe Sippers at seven o'clock in the morning. I'm looking around. First person I see is Randy, who I, I recognized him as a Dazenbrock, but I'm, I'm quite a bit older than Randy. And uh, so we're sitting there and, of course now it's like quarter to eight and he's like are you here for this jeep club meeting i'm like yeah but i think i'm gonna just go <laughs> and then here comes Missed his opportunity yeah, right then and there here comes kevin dust in the door uh with like uh he's with a with a piece of paper for everybody and he's like hey guys thanks for coming to the first effingham jeep club meeting uh 10 off everything at dust and sons and then he walks out <laughs> and i was like i felt like freaking ralphie on the christmas story when he found out that the hidden code was like drink more tang <laughs> I was like, like i feel like i feel like i just got done with a uh, timeshare <laughs> seminar <laughs> I looked at Randy. I'm like, this is what I woke up for at 6:30 on a Saturday to go. <laughs> and Randy's like, you want to go deep in today? I'm like, hell yes, let's go. Let's go do something. <laughs> so that's how I got started with Randy, and I think you guys came along eventually. As, later, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit later. As we continue to to do dumber and dumber things with vehicles. Sam, which, were, you, were you in when they had the the uh, concert at the park? And no, like I was live before, music. I was before, that was before my your time. time. Yep. Okay, that was. I remember going to a Joe Sippers one, but I think Randy was kind of in charge at that point. Yeah, a little bit. I, I came on. along the Quinellas. Well, dude. it was the last time I'd ever seen Kevin Dust at a Jeep function. Period. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no well, offense, Kevin. It. Kevin. Kevin's my Dust and Son guy. No offense, Kevin, but you'd left us. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he'd still give us a discount. <laughs> Like, hey, I'm here for the Jeep Club yeah, discount. Jeep club what? Ten percent <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> Your impression was spot on, by yeah. the way. Drink more tang. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! So just through the Jeep Club, then? That's- yeah, basically. Uh, which I don't remember what you were driving. Actually, I remember you had a Corvette that you landed in a ditch one time. That was well that after. Was way I after got, that. I wasn't driving anything. I got dropped off by my dad. Oh. <laughs> you had a Jeep that was probably at home. At that yeah. point, Randy had the, the four-wheel drive shop in Mattoon, and it was somewhere around there. Yeah, it, had, it was before that even. Yeah, it was before the Corvette that. was the four-wheel drive shop days. I had a white YJ with big old groundhog tires on it. I got you. And we okay. uh, did you go to that Redbird trip with when Scott? Kaufman was there. No. No, okay. I remember we gave him so much shit. He like pulled up. We're like, hey, has anybody got like a 10 millimeter? And he opens the back of his Jeep and there's like $10,000 in snap-on tools in the back of his Jeep. We're like, (laughs) holy cow. (laughs) Like, you don't bring your good tools when you go wheeling. These are are my good tools. Like, (laughs) His dad's tools. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) His now, but dad's He had a yellow CJ, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, he loved that thing. Well, early on in the Jeep days, 
we had plenty of places to go. We could go to Jewett River Bottoms, and and people would let us in their trails and stuff, and and on their property. I think there's some place like I think part of the Trek Trail used to be our Jeep Trail that we actually yeah. oh, made yeah. back then. Yeah. The, um, what do they call it? Calico Road. That's where my wife and I used to go parking all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hey. Yeah. Any more details? Well, then they oh, paved kidding. it. Then they paved it. And... <laughs> We haven't, kid, we haven't fornicated in a vehicle since. <laughs> and some kid shot himself. and uh, Yeah, the dog thing. And did he shoot himself or the dog? He shot himself in the leg. Oh, my gosh. Remember that kid that lived across the street from Cody's shop? Mm-hmm. He shot himself in the leg with a twenty two pistol. Oh, yeah. Blamed it on somebody else, too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It was Fantastic. like a whole thing. What a great thing. story. <laughs> <laughs> like Effingham Insider says, only in Effingham. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's idiots only in Effingham. It's the only place there's idiots, that's for sure. Yeah, but more and more people closed up their ground as you know, more and more people started jeeping on it. Then there was more and more trash and more and more people tearing up fields. And so I feel like that kind of. I feel like the damnation of the Jeep Club was around that same time, there was a big group of people that bar hopped with Jeeps. And somebody went in a ditch and rolled their Jeep and like almost killed someone. And the Jeep Club kind of got blamed for it, even though they had nothing to do with it. And that's when we were like, we're shutting it down. Well, I remember Randy starting to talk to me about liabilities of having an actual club. And I was like, are you kidding me? I didn't. I mean, yeah, I, we, I we no got idea. incorporated. Yeah. Like, we got a lawyer involved and, and we had to, we filed taxes every year as a nonprofit. And no kidding. For like three or four years. And finally we, it was, uh, I was the vice president. Randy was the president and Rick Dawsonbrook was the treasurer. So, I mean, I was 19 years old. I didn't know. <laughs> and going to college, I didn't hardly know what I was doing. But we started getting blamed for yeah. drunken accidents and stuff. And it, but at the same time, the like people had relatively moderate Jeeps. I mean, they were slightly modified. I mean, 35 compared inch, to now, yeah, 35 remember, inch tires were a pretty good sized tire. I remember Doctor Lee had that green JK on like 35 inch tires, and it was like yeah, badass, you know, right. Yeah, it came to the point in the Jeep Club that everybody made their friends they needed to make. Like, I met Sam and Eric Custer. We were friends. You know, oh, you and Randy. Yeah, I haven't friends. seen Eric Custer forever. What the hell's Just, he doing? Uh, he rents equipment at Builder Supply. Yeah. Well, technically, oh, yeah. Uh, now. Yeah, actually, I just saw him and I was renting a lift. Yeah, I knew that. So, yeah, that's him. Good guy. And uh, we should have him on. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that sometime. We, uh, I don't think he's probably ever listened to a podcast in his life, but probably not. It's, it's real fun trying to explain to like my grandparents, you know, what a po- like is a radio show on the internet. Now, hold now, what now? What is this? Just is that AM? Where, where can I listen to this at? Like, oh, you got to get on Spotify. Like, let's just forget, let's just forget <laughs> about my podcast. So, I've, I've found out that old people know what YouTube is. Okay. So, you just tell them it's on YouTube and, uh, oh, okay. Noted. There you go. Yeah. They'll think you're Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how much money do you make off of that? Negative dollars. Yeah. I get asked quite a bit. So how much money do you make? Like, Well, you guys should see all the money Sam's got stuck in this place. First of all, this basement, like, there's a hole over there with a fat girl in it. We're supposed to dump some lotion down there pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, always, it's always fun when a new guest comes over. Like, well, welcome to my dungeon slash yeah. podcast. And usually Sam's just getting home from work so yeah. the lights are off. Like, come down here with me. Like, Definitely has what? a Silence of the Lambs feel to it here. <laughs> there is a beer fridge. So we got that going for us. 
<laughs> you got bad dudes the video game over things badass man we can play Did you steal that from iga in the 80s no at uh, godfather's pizza and fucking mattoon really yes that's awesome yeah I, I have spent enough money on that game when I was a kid to probably own one. <laughs> well, we can fire it up at some point before you leave if you need a trip down memory lane. <laughs> That's right. All right. So let's get to the next one. What What is your occupation? I'd like the full origin story, too, if we, got, yeah. if we can do that. Mm. Take us I back to young, lost Nate. Self-employed, which is virtually unemployed. <laughs> Self-employed because I'm unemployable. Uh Oh, okay. Origin story. I was doing roofing in St. Louis, and I ran into some guys at a TGI Fridays, and uh, they were from the East Coast, so I was giving them a hard time, like, hey, we're going to get some beers in the bar here, They're like, maybe go drive a car. <laughs> and uh, They were saying car keys, and you yeah. thought they were saying khakis. <laughs> <laughs> so they call the front yard a door yard, and they call it, but they say it door yard. Hey, yeah, I got to mow the door yard. I'm like, what? I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> and I need a translator for a lot of people. I got some friends from Louisiana. Can't understand a word they say. I got to look at Rod and be like, oh, yeah, yes, I, yes, I would like an actual uh, iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so these guys, they, they got a kick out of me on Fridays, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and why wouldn't they? Yeah, right. and he's like, you want a job? And I was like, yeah, what do you do? He's like, we splice fiber. I was like, ah, yeah, sure. What, where, how it's do I start? Be, it's got to be better than roofing. <laughs> beats the hell out of roofing. I'll take it. <laughs> well, you can't be six three and be a roofer. It's not possible. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so then, yeah, they gave me a, a buck, one of those vans with a with a thirty five foot bucket lift on it, mm-hmm. and a pager and a cell phone. I think I was. 20 years old at the time. We're like idiots. <laughs> yeah, it was like 1999. The only people that had cell phones and pagers were drug dealers and doctors. And I was like, oh, this fiber must be a big deal. <laughs> so, Either that or these guys are in the mob. Or both. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, is, there, is, there was, drug, is there drugs in my bucket truck? Just well, asking. I, I got a side story about okay. my guidance counselor. <laughs> <laughs> senior year of high school. I'm not going to say who it was. Uh, you can probably guess, but I was not doing well my senior year of high school. And he's like, Thompson, is there anything I can say that's going to straighten you up that your parents haven't already said already? I said, well, no, sir, there's probably not. I'm just kind of on my own path here. And he goes, well, as your guidance counselor, the only advice I can offer you is learn the metric system because that's how drugs get dealt. <laughs> <laughs> That is quality education right there. Yeah. And then I could I couldn't figure it out. So I was like, well, check drug dealer off the list. Two world wars. That's all I'm saying about the imperial system of measurement. There's there's two different people. Those who use the metric system and those who've been to the moon. So so, so sidebar, real fast. Uh, some future guests on the podcast. Jeremy Sherwood works with a couple guys from South Africa at the Equity. Oh yeah. They are freaking riots. And we were drinking at Sherwood's house the other day and they were giving a shit about the imperial system versus metric. He's like, what is a foot? Blah, blah, blah. You know, just going on. And I just, I was just, just stand up out of nowhere, spin around like straight face. They didn't even know me. I was like, do world war motherfuckers. And they're like, Oh, fuck. yeah. First of all, those guys are technically French South Africans. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're still French. Do not raise your voice. <laughs> <laughs> put your put your shorts on and go to go back to what you were doing. 
Oh, shoot. No, so those guys, uh, that's a whole farm program thing that they got going on where, uh, so the, they're using those guys for migrant labor instead of Mexicans. Uh, Mexicans, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, from what I understand, they do good work. Um, and it's, I was just telling Cody earlier today, it's like they're on vacation. I mean, they're just here to freaking party. Yeah. And apparently the beer they drink over there is like 10 or 12% alcohol. So they drink natural light and they're like, I'll this take is, this is piss. I'll take 24 more, please. Yeah. Exactly. And then give me 12 shots of Jack Daniels. Like it's, they're pretty rowdy. They go with it. They yeah. Right. But what, which light beer is light beer. Yeah. I know the whole Bud Light scandal would be <laughs> all light beer tastes like shit. Yeah. So, that's yeah. fair. It's, I mean, if you can't drink 30 of these, <laughs> you, you might as well switch to Bud Light. And if it's a hot day and you start early, it's pretty easy to do that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's no, it's not like they taste good. It's When anybody orders a beer, like, what are you drinking? I'll just have what you, you're drinking light beer. I'll just have whatever light beer you're having. Bush Light, Miller Light, Bud Light, Natural Light, they all taste the same. <laughs> most people would disagree with you, but. Well, that's, most people in this area think ketchup is spicy. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh shoot. Okay, so, so the, back to back to oh, Nate's origin story yeah. in his senior year. East Coast guys so, give you a pager. Yeah, yeah. So I I quit my job at that Fridays, and I met those guys at a hotel. So were you uh, with your crew at the Fridays evening? Yeah, I felt really bad because my <laughs> boss bought my dinner that night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Peace. Uh, we were we were uh, re-roofing Soulard Market area. Okay. And uh, yeah, so he. Yeah, that was my, like, no two weeks, no nothing. I was just like, hey, man, I got to go do this thing. Uh, which, yeah, took me all over the Midwest. Uh, got my brother hired on. He went all over the country. And then, uh, let's see, I met Rod. Well, I had a couple of, uh, well, I went to work for a major phone company. It was like the fourth largest phone company in America. Um, and then I was doing that in Cleveland and Michigan. Then I moved back here and started kind of on my own splicing. Met Rod at a bar. No idea who he was, but he was like, hey, man, I want to start a construction company. I was like, yeah, right on. We can do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do. Yeah, Don't let Jaeger. your dreams yeah. be dreams. <laughs> another Jaeger bomb? Yeah. <laughs> That's but, the kind of encouragement we need. Yeah, Go but I went bar. home and I told my wife, I'm like, hey, man, I met this kid at a bar. Like, he wants to start a construction company. We should do this. And Sherry's like, uh huh. Okay. <laughs> like, how old was he? I'm like, 21. So he lived with his parents? Yeah. <laughs> that means he's got extra money. <laughs> he ain't wasting money on rent. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it did catch my because I ran into him again. And I kind of blew it off, I guess. I kinda, and I ran into him again and he's like, hey, man, I quit my job. Are we gonna do this or what? Like, Dude, we better we ought to talk about this when we're not drinking sometimes. So we showed up. But let's finish drinking. Yeah. <laughs> we hashed out the details over the hood of my truck in a parking lot. <laughs> and uh then uh, American fiber construction was born. And then of course we How wanted... many years ago was that? Oh man, that was probably twelve at this point. Twelve. Yeah. Two thousand twelve or twelve years ago? No, twelve years twelve years ago. Okay, gotcha. And then, uh, let's see, four years ago, well, we'd been trying to start an internet company, but it's hard to tell a bank that you want to start an internet company if you have no experience 
running the internet. <laughs> so, okay. You just turn it off and turn it back on. Like, we're like, look, we build these all over the damn country. Like, we just want to build one for us. And they're like, but who's going to run it? Well, I mean, we'll find somebody to run it. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, banker lady. If you yeah. like Google, I'm going to make Google work for you. Yeah. All right. yeah. So that went through, and, and the the banking just wasn't there yet because they were like they were looking at it like a home loan, and like how you know how do how do we get the materials? If we give you money to buy the materials and you put them in the ground, how do we get them back? And then you know it was five years of well, it, you know if you were giving me money to buy build a house, you wouldn't go just sell the two by four like tear the two by fours back out. You'd sell it as a house. You'd sell it as a network. Right. But there wasn't a baseline of people buying and selling these internet networks uh, for, I don't know, almost four years. And then one day this kid walks in from Consolidated and uh, he was applying for a splicing position. And I was looking at his resume. I was like, you worked at the Network Operations Center at Consolidated. And this is five years later. Me and Rod had totally written this thing off, thrown the business plan away. Uh Never going to happen. We're not doing it. And then... Capitalism kills another. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, just lack of me and Rod being able to recruit somebody that, I mean, we made offers to some people that were, they were, but they were, nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to risk anything on a startup. Like nobody was going to leave the company they were working for with a pension to, right. to come to a startup. Uh, but then this kid shows up and I was like, I called Rod up during the interview and I gave that kid a beer. <laughs> I was like, Wait, are you hiring? Yeah. I was like, hang tight a second. And I was like, Rod, you need to come up here for this interview. And this is already five o'clock at night. And uh, Rod comes back up and I was like, we're going to start an internet company. I was like, you're not going to be a splicer. You're going to, you're going to build our internet company. We're going to build the network and you're going to be the inside plant infrastructure electronics guy. And, you know, six beers later, he was like, all right, (laughs) I'm in. Sign me up. So, so rewind. So, American Fiber Construction. You mm-hmm. were you were building the fiber network for another company that had the network, right? Yeah, we were just contractors. So we, you know, if uh, like as as phone companies upgraded and these co-ops upgrade their networks, we were there upgrading their networks for them. Okay, so, so you were you were the basically the construction guys building the quote unquote house for the general contractor of the subdivision or whatever, whatever allegory you want to use there. But yep. Yep. They, uh, you know, there was bid processes, you know, we'd we'd bid projects and, and get those. uh, We knew how to design them. We knew how to build them. I just don't know how to keep all the blinking lights green. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's the part where we had to go find somebody. And that's where this kid from Consolidated. Yeah, as soon as he walked in, I was like, "That's the one. Let's go." <laughs> so I, I bet. So, so he's still in that position now, or do you? Yep, yep. He's our network engin- engineer, network administrator. Uh, You'll put whatever he wants on his business card yeah. to make him happy. <laughs> what do you call it? The uh, HMFIC. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my... <laughs> so my dad has hats that say that. So yeah. one of them doesn't have the H and the other one has the H. <laughs> Apparently it's some big drunken inside funny story. And every time he sees them in the basement, he laughs, but <laughs> probably, probably his idiot friends from 20 years ago probably come up so. with it or something. Yeah. So the, the internet's been an interesting journey that, uh, but I, I've enjoyed it. I think, uh, actually we're coming, if I can get a permit from the city of Effingham. Well, good uh, luck with that. 
Well, we're doing uh, Homewood over to 45 here, so. Oh, so we're coming through yeah. the old podcast studio? Yeah, you better get our internet, Sam. Just in time for me to move out of the county. <laughs> of course. You've probably got other places. Where you need to be is uh, around Funkhauser, because we have no internet. Yeah, you know. I feel like there's a story there. There is a story there. Um, it's, it's, it's got a long backstory. Actually, a short story long. This would probably be a good <laughs> I show. I mean, you don't have to get anything in any non-disclosures or nothing. You can give us the... No. Uh, explain well, it, it to me like I'm a third grader. All right. This shit costs fifteen, maybe $20,000 a mile if I install it at payroll costs. Uh, when there's not very many houses per mile, I can't... It, just I can only borrow money for like five to seven years on this thing. <laughs> gotcha. So, <laughs> so that's, that's a I, lot of $20 a month payments. Yeah. That's what I tell everybody in a row. I'm like, well, you know, you can write a check as good as I can. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. How bad yeah. do you want it? If it's three miles to your place, that's just, just write me a check for 60,000 and we'll just call it. Again. I'll, I'll start construction tomorrow. <laughs> but then does he get free internet for life if he pays for the fiber to his house? Well, no, I still have to pay for the internet. That's just the construction part. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> well, we'll be like a loss leader for you. Like jo- John paid the sixty grand to get to his house, but then his six neighbors. Yeah, I try not to do that. I I like to go talk to everybody on a line before that, but there are definitely situations like that where okay. people I feel like, like that's some EJ Water type vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> no, I get that. Um. <clears throat> But it is, and also everybody thinks we're subsidized, which I'm not. We've never, ever taken a dime of government money to do anything. I'm not looking for grant. I don't want the government as a business partner in anything. So, therefore, we don't we don't even entertain those grants and, you know, all the money that gets chased by the big corporations and stuff. I don't, I don't mess with that. That's rare in this day and age, for sure. Yeah. So my theory, not to get off subject here, my theory is the government puts up big money for rural rural fiber internet so they can keep an eye on you. (laughs) That's my theory. Well, so we went to uh, we went to an ag show only because they had an ag and internet like show or something like that. And so there's some guys talking, and they're like. The agriculture business is very concerned that nobody new is coming up in the agriculture. Like young people are not interested in running big ag. Okay. So their concern is if we don't get these tractors up to date and we don't get internet out there to where these numbers can process themselves from the field, like no, none of these kids, if it's not, if it's not like a video game, like if it's not like farming simulator, these kids aren't going to play it. Right. So they're really worried about the agriculture industry and nobody taking it over eventually. Well, see, that's where, I mean, Nick and Tony have talked about this on their podcast. That's probably part of the story. But the other part of the story is that big time operators own freaking 20,000 acres right. and drive the price of ground up to 20 plus thousand dollars an acre. Well, they have done that to themselves. So you have to be a big motherfucker to even get started in the game and you got to have a half a million dollars of equipment just to even start putting seeds in the ground. Yeah. I don't know that there's any getting started in the farm game anymore. Uh, you have to have legacy acres to have it, the cost average on, I mean, the government's setting the price for grain. So it's not like, 
like all of a sudden it's going to be like a stock where it's like, Oh my God, corn just went up to $16, you know, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are setting the price of it. So if you can't cost average, um, and I don't know that much about farming other than just general business sense period. Like if you can't cost average your acres out on what the price of grain is going to be, then there's no getting started in it. You have to be able to cost average stuff. You know, if you've legacy inherited 400 acres, yeah, you know, that, that goes into the next group of ground you buy. And then as you pay that down, that goes into the next group of ground you buy. So you got to getting started in it right now, I think is an impossibility. I, I would agree with that. So my cousin, Austin, who's a listener, they've got a pretty big farm and uh, he was showing me, they've got a John Deere app and he can adjust settings on the equipment while he's got people out in the field, employees out in the field. We were at my grandma's birthday party and he can pull it up and see how much they've done that, how much, how many acres they've done, you know, how fast they're going. If they, you know, if they stopped and he's like, oh, you know, so-and-so's out taking a piss and it measures that. Yeah. <laughs> and the weight of the dude on the seat when yeah. he gets back in from taking a piss. You got to keep him hydrated. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's, so a, that's all I know from that ag of... show is that, uh, you know, they were looking for some way to get internet to the rural for agriculture because they're afraid that the, the nobody's going to come over and, and, and maybe that's why they're keeping the Southern border open. Who knows? I, I mean, I assume you would have, that would have to all be done by some sort of like satellite based internet. I assume because you're not going to run hardwire to, uh, well, I mean, obviously you're going to, yeah, you're not going to trail a fiber behind a tractor, but you can put Wi-Fi, you know, spots out there or, gotcha. or like small, uh, what's the wireless guy, whatever they run in the fiber industry. We kind of look down on the wireless guys. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, they're a little crazy. Like the, like the, you're talking like Verizon home internet or something. Uh, no, like the rural comms and stuff. Oh, and not, oh, and not oh. the, not the, I hope you guys don't get sued. I hope I don't get sued for that, but. <laughs> that's what, that's what Cody well, has. We have he an, has like. We have an extremely uh, extensive legal team here. So. Uh, excellent. <laughs> like you're, you're talking like we're like Cody out. Only because they talk so much shit about us. You're like, ah, those guys with the fiber and their <laughs> stupid gigs. And we're, we're looking at them like easy trailer trash. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, do you have any satellite offices? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go adjust your satellite on that grain bin, would you? Oh, shoot. <laughs> Line of sight, my man. <laughs> it's cloudy. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Everything works as long as there's no wind of trees. <laughs> oh, well, Elon Musk is a listener. He'll probably have beef with you. Uh, what do you guys think about Elon? He's a dandy. Well, I, I thought he was kind of a big lib there at first, you know, a couple of years ago. And uh, Or did the libs just get more I liberal? I think the libs just got more liberal. <laughs> yeah. he, I think he stayed moderate and the, the left he just went He posted a left. thing as like left, right, and he was in the middle. Yeah. And then like there's another thing is like left, right, and he was in the same spot. But it's it was a sliding like, scale. It was like in the right. Yeah. So uh, forever I have thought SpaceX, like there's no way SpaceX is not being funded by the Pentagon to me. Mm-hmm. The amount of money it takes to launch these things and the, the research and development process of this, there's no way, just like NASA, there's no way this is not a function of the Pentagon to me. The, the, it just has to be, but 
We'll see. Maybe he's just bringing internet to the rural areas of the world out of the goodness of his heart. Well, man, I gotta say, I, there, there's definitely something to that because if if he was legitimately doing it without government help, he would not be the first or second most richest person in the world. I mean, like you said, it caught, I mean, it's millions and millions of dollars, a like hundred million dollars per rocket. Yeah. And, and that's, he, that's when NASA does it. And he's, and, and he, they've got 60 years of unlimited budgets. <laughs> well, and let's put it this way. So kind of sidebar at one point back in the sixties or seventies, there was a guy trying to do a land speed record with solid fuel rockets. And I think he ended up blowing up and dying, but he spent $60,000 on fuel trying to go fast on land in the seventies. Right. So to launch something into space, it's probably pretty expensive. Well, space isn't even real anyway. The earth is flat. And <laughs> Nate's a flat earth. Is I he? Is he? I knew that was coming. Oh, yes, I love it. Well, let's get into it, Sam. What this do you want to talk about? Okay. <laughs> so Go, 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 <laughs> going back to to Elon and like launching these rockets and he says like by privatizing space travel or whatever and having these rockets land to be reused like that is a huge you know cost deterrent as like literally launching something into space and it's fucking gone forever mm-hmm. versus it coming back and being reusable well he still wrecked a shitload of them is it really space, though? <laughs> I mean, the guy's up like, what, what, where's he up at? 90,000 feet? Something like that? Well, no, I think, well, the, the, that was, uh, Bezos. that was Bezos. He went to like 90 something. In the dick rocket. In the dick rocket, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Evil. <laughs> it's a big Johnson. <laughs> so, anyway. Where are we going with this? Do we want to start talking about flat earth? Well, I, I thought Elon was going to get himself killed there for a while because when he was buying Twitter and it and exposing all that and he started shit talking Hillary, I figured he was going to suicide himself at some point. Really? Yeah. Eh, I think he's too big for that. Uh, he's he's definitely a public figure, a household name. It's it's hard to it's hard to su- unalive yourself. I mean, yeah. I just never bought that he was a genius. I mean he he bought his way into PayPal. His parents are. Super rich people. And He's people. a financial genius. Uh, maybe he might. I, well, I was, hold on. We can't rule out the possibility that he's an alien just wearing a lizard person. Yeah, a lizard person just wearing human skin either. Mm. Yeah, but he made himself the face of PayPal. PayPal. I mean, they got a big deal. His parents are super rich, like emerald farmers for our emerald miners. <laughs> We're back Africa. to the farmers. <laughs> no, they, they, they own mines in Africa and in, in apartheid Africa where they're using like slave labor to, you know, mine emeralds. So and stuff. blood emeralds. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so he had a bunch of money back at him, buys into PayPal. Tesla already existed. He bought his way into Tesla. Um, I mean, granted he took it and made it a functioning car company, but uh, you know, what's he worth now? Like $140 billion or something. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. I I don't I don't follow. He took it a big closely. hit on the Twitter thing. I know that. Yeah, he's probably down to a hundred billion now. Yeah, I don't know how he makes. Poor it. bastard. <laughs> I think that I think that's incredible. The whole Twitter thing, like that's incredible. Like, just the fact of like, as a business person, I mean, not to not to compare him to Trump, but like, 
taking a business person and putting him in a political position. Right. And like, like this is how much complete wasteful bullshit there is. Well, he did that with Twitter. Like he fired like 80% of the staff and it's still completely functional. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but yeah. So if you want to think he's a great guy, that's, it would be great if he was moving these satellites around that could provide internet over countries where the government's like, uh, there's a foreign exchange student from Taiwan in America right now at, yep. at my brother's house. And when he is on the internet here, he's like, this is nothing like the internet in Taiwan. Right, right, right. It's locked down in Taiwan, the sites you can visit, stuff like that. Uh, so if Elon is, you know, like the Ukraine, if that was a real war, they would have the satellites over Ukraine where the people from Ukraine could actually post, you know, boots on the ground video. Like this is what's going really going on here. And don't listen to the news. This is what we're really dealing with. I thought he did that. And they, well, I th- he did for a minute. Okay. I think until, it, it, until, <laughs> LLJK. It, until people started showing up on the, the newscast with paper, like cardboard cutout AK 47s and stuff like they were and the, and, like they were in war. <laughs> and then, and then the Pentagon was like, if you want to keep doing SpaceX, let's move them satellites right. along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Move them back over rural Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need more growing corn 2020 videos posted. Get back over to yeah. Illinois. <laughs> so if he did that and then also gave a platform of Twitter for those people to have a voice in areas where they were being suffocated by a government, then that would be probably the most valiant thing I've ever heard of in the history of my life. Okay. And that uh, didn't happen. Well, I don't know if it has happened yet or not. Like, it, you know, there's protests going on in France right now because of the social security thing. France is, is like cutting social security and they're moving the age back. And there's millions of people in the streets of France burning stuff down. They're like, they're at the Blackstone headquarters. Burning it down doesn't even make the news over here. I've only seen that because you shared it. Yeah, for the record. <laughs> then, well, there you and go. there's some yeah. stuff going on in like Finland too. Like they're doing something to all the farmers. I don't even know right. what it is, but it's some EPA bullshit. Like you can only have like three. Oh yeah, three they're flinging cows they're and... flinging poop all over the freaking capitals and stuff because it, they've made the rules so tight on uh, ca- the carbon emissions on the tractors that and you're cow not allowed. Farts. Yeah, you're not allowed to use the tractors and the amount of nitrogen they use. They're saying, well, you can't use that much nitrogen. They're like, well, we're also the 30% of the world's entire food supply. Like, yes, we're going to need more nitrogen, you know, but we produce more food on a smaller area. (laughs) So I know what the answer probably is, but all these politicians making these rules, do you think they're ruining it on purpose or you think they're just that ignorant? And I suppose it can be both. I think the players we get to see are the dumb ones. I think the smart people are the ones behind them. Like, hey, put... Put this moron out there, and right. uh, they don't want their faces seen. Right? Let, yeah, I mean the the people that are the trillionaires, you know, your your Rockefellers and your your big families like that that own central banks. Yeah, uh, th- those people aren't. They're not in the limelight. They're not the Joe Bidens out here. Come on, man. <laughs> you know the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. Corn pop is <laughs> that's a bad not, dude. That's not hyperbole. That's for real. I got Harry Lay. (laughs) (laughs) You know the thing. You know the thing. (laughs) But anyway, uh, well, let's go back to your questions. First car. uh, Mine was a 2.2 Dodge Charger, 1984. T-tops, no floorboards. (laughs) 
No floorboards. <laughs> On purpose? <laughs> no, they just didn't come with floorboards. <laughs> I think it was stock. <laughs> but I cut a hole in the carpet. And we could shove beer cans down through that hole. Ah. So it looked like we ran over a beer can. We didn't throw them out. Nice. That's genius. <laughs> we, thought, we thought Elon was a genius. <laughs> Move over. So we were doing Move big brain over. stuff. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh. Let's see. What got me into cars? Uh, and driver's license. <laughs> well, what got you? So, like. You know, there was a Nate that existed that didn't have a Jeep. Like, what? at what point were you like, I think I need one of these? Uh, yeah, the off-road thing was always cool. I, I always liked the like the mud pit at Brownstown mm-hmm. they had for a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked that. And honestly, when we first started doing it, it was just like, we had some pretty casual, like, well, for Jeeps, for, for relatively stock Jeeps, these trails were pretty intense. Like, it would take six Jeeps six hours to go a quarter mile on a trail that we would try to go down and you'd have to pull some people out. Some people would break something and you could sit there and drink beer for six hours while this all went on. And I love that all around a great time. (laughs) Right. So just like, uh, going to Randy's house, you know, I wrote, I wrote in your side by side this last time at Randy's birthday party thing. Yeah. This would take 12, Randy's obstacle course at his house would take 12 hours <laughs> for eight Jeeps to get through it in, in the prior years. Me and Sam made it in three and a half minutes in his side-by-side. <laughs> and I was like, well, what the hell do we do now? And then, and then we went and did, we're do- drinking. <laughs> then we went and did donuts in the power line cut. Yeah. <laughs> I won't tell the whole story, but it was a freaking good time. Yeah. <laughs> but just the the... Yeah, these side by sides would change the game on it because it. Well, when so I worked out of town my entire life. When you know later on in the Jeep Club, when you guys were all going to to different parks and different states and stuff, like I'm already in a different state during the week. I'm trying to get home and raise some kids, and you guys are packing up and heading over to Indiana or yeah. heading over to Missouri or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the the farthest I got was Kentucky Lake, which I thought Kentucky Lake was was great. It's um, a good time. Yeah, but it was also like. We got to ride until somebody breaks something and then we'll spend all week fixing it. And then we'll ride till we break something. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's the, I can't get on so, with that program. So <laughs> one time I went jeeping up at Badlands and I didn't break anything. And I, I asked Sam, I was like, if you don't break, how do you know when it, when to go home? Right. <laughs> like, how do you know? <laughs> it's when you're out of beer, but you well, can't drink at Badlands. Yeah. So. Uh, well, when's it, when's it challenging enough? You know, like Nate Fredericks, the first time we, I did go to Badlands once with those guys and we, Nate Fredericks, he, his Jeep went back on the trailer with three, three oh, wheels. I, I was there for that. Yeah, you yeah, were. I broke one of the you had wheels a, You had a Cherokee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it just got to the point where it's like, I couldn't, you know, number one, I didn't know how to fix my Jeep. I always had to be like, Hey Randy, can you fix my Jeep? Yeah. Well, and if you're not home all week, you're not able to work on it in the evenings. Right. Well, there's also a point like in one head, this is how little I knew about, you know, mechanics at the time. Uh, Randy smashes into a stump with his Jeep at at Kentucky. Like the whole, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to forget the name of this. Tyrod. Tyrod. Yes. Tyrod's bent in a U. Both his tires are facing inward so bad. They're almost touching. Of course he unscrews it. We take paper plates, tie them to sticks, throw that thing in a, in a hardwood fire. And we're sitting there fanning that thing until it's cherry red. He beats it back straight, bolts it back on. We're back on, we're back on a trail in like three hours, 
just <laughs> just blacksmithing this thing with a campfire. <laughs> and I was like, all right. This ain't me. <laughs> I, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just wouldn't have given you. I would have taken that tie rod off and be like, well, throw the Jeep away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so you had a you had a YJ that was like army green, right? Well, it was white originally. That was a CJ seven. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a YJ with a CJ clip. No, that was uh, my black one. That was the one I bought for my wife. Gotcha. Um, which once oh, yes. I I spent a ton of money getting this four changed out to an LS motor. You, you sold that way too cheap, by the way. Uh, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he realized that when it sold in 13 seconds after he posted it. Yeah. yeah. And somebody drove from Alabama to get it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, maybe I should have. But uh, yeah, but the kids that changed that LS motor, they did a great job. This thing was running almost 350 horsepower. Just burning tires off of I, anytime you wanted to. I had the the remote control dump out headers and oh yeah, nice damn yeah. Uh, so that one, I, yeah. My but my wife hated it because it had horsepower. Like it was just scary fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, which, to be fair, in a short wheelbase Jeep is is legitimate. Oh, it made it more funner. <laughs> <laughs> the threat of death. I loved that Jeep after I did that. <laughs> I'm in danger. But her hatred of it <laughs> was the end of the deal. I was like, fine, if we're not going to take it, we'll sell the damn thing on Facebook. Well, that's, that's kind of how I had a 65 Mustang and I built it for my wife. So it was too slow for me to like, but it was too race car for her to like and just ended up with something that neither yeah. neither one of us liked it's like two in one shampoo it didn't do <laughs> it didn't do either thing good you know had to apply twice yeah <laughs> even that didn't work uh so are you are you jeepless then at this point yeah i'm totally jeepless but i have two motorcycles now yeah hell yeah, yeah. which your blue one your white and blue one yeah. is freaking fantastic i do like that one uh i like the big a parents but i had to get a second one cuz that one uh we couldn't figure out the way I wanted the exhaust ran. We couldn't put passenger pegs on it. Okay. <clears throat> so now I got a 2009 Road King that is equally as awesome. Okay. Mid level A hangers, so I can actually stay on it for a while without my hands going numb. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's got a passenger seat, so it's the wife can go. Yeah. Nice. So do you still keep it in a bubble? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. I want to get. Do they make? So, I I want to get one for Dad's bike. I actually have one. You can just have it. Oh, okay. What size, what size is his bike? It's, Look, I've tried to sell this thing. I put my kid in this thing on a, in a school desk <laughs> during COVID. I tried to sell it as a COVID bubble. <laughs> I couldn't even get some son of a bitch to buy that bubble with during COVID. <laughs> if you can't sell a bubble in COVID, when the hell can you sell a bubble? Well, I even had him sitting there in the bubble while we were eating dinner. I'm, and the ad was like... <laughs> Like, don't want your kid to feel left out during dinner, <laughs> but he's got COVID. <laughs> and I had a mask over the, the, <laughs> the, the fan. <laughs> uh, That's what I'm talking about. Your Facebook. I still got the bubble, though, Sam. It's yours if you want it. <laughs> All right. We'll get some measurements on that old girl. We'll get it. I don't even care if it fits. You just take it. Okay. Put whatever you want in it. Okay. My new well, but, bubble, though, 
So this one, this one's for a car. I bought a car bubble because okay. I got two bikes. Uh-huh. So this Christmas, when you drive by my house, <laughs> I don't even know it's going to be me. There's going to be me and a couple dudes dressed as elves <laughs> playing poker inside this bubble <laughs> like a snow globe. <laughs> Mark my word, I've already got plenty of volunteers to, to join the poker game in the snow globe. Oh, shoot. Get an intercom for more beer. Have people like, yeah. give us more beer. Yeah, so oh, that'll be fun. That is some good shit right there. Oh, man. Hey, how did the uh, the big... the big? Uh... Let me ask you a question real All quick. Right. Sorry, oh, sorry to see. interrupt you. Oh, okay. Well, so you guys we'll are into about the, me now, Well, guess. you're into the racing thing. Hmm. What are you guys going to do with these Teslas? I mean, stock off the market. I've drove a Tesla. These things are the fastest damn thing I've ever sat. And I've sat in, you know, five, six hundred horsepower vehicles. And yeah, they'll put you back in the seat. They sound amazing. But it's not as fast as a Tesla. <laughs> right. I'll tell you well, what I we'll mean, do. We'll drive past them while they got to stop to charge. Well, Easy. there you go. But <laughs> well, I mean, not on a track. No, no, no. So, like, guys are taking, like, stock Teslas, and they, like, gut them, take, like, all the C's interior out, and yeah. they, like, go to these, like, no-prep race events and stuff and, like, just kick ass. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. It might be coming. And, and the only thing it, I can see is, like, you got to start coming up with price ranges. Like, like, so the 5.0 Mustang, that's a, that's a pretty popular race car to, to like put the Fox know. body. Yeah. 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 yeah mm-hmm. You do the Fox bodies and then you got all your LS cars and you know, you can stick, you know, five, eight, ten thousand $10,000 in one of those motors pretty easy. And you still have a 12 to $15,000 car, you know, versus the $140,000 model X that's out there. Just whipping your pants off with the freaking what? What are they? Zero to sixty and one point eight. It's like right or, now. Well, I'll tell yeah. you what. I, I actually, as much as I uh, am not into electric cars, apparently I am now because my kids have Power Wheels that I've spent a bunch of money on. Yeah, and that thing goes zero to max speed, which is probably ten mile an hour, immediately. Yeah, it's like a like well, just like you know, the electric golf cars. I mean, it, yes. Which I will never ever own an electric golf cart again. This is why I cannot buy the electric car. I had an electric golf cart, biggest pain in the ass I ever had in my life. Batteries are corroding. I spent seven hundred dollars replacing six batteries. Uh, three years later, they're corroding. There, I got dead cells. I got you know, the amount of maintenance you got to do on these things with the charging and discharging and then over the winter and stuff. I'm like. I would never spend $600 in my entire lifetime with a golf cart that was gas and oil. Yeah. Never, ever in the, in my entire lifetime, this including gasoline, I'm saying in gas and oil, you'll never spend. I don't even know if I put gas in this thing last year. I'm still (laughs) running off the same tank I bought it with. That's what big oil don't want you to know about golf carts. (laughs) It's yeah. So I would never, ever buy another. Now do I, did the, Electric golf cart, when it went, was it great? Oh, absolutely. It's zero to 100% in the snap of a finger. And you're sitting there watching the voltmeter and like 36 volts doing good, cruising down. You go up a freaking 20 degree incline. Holy shit, I just dropped to 18 volts. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Now it's dead. So what am I going to do? I can't lift it because this goddamn thing weighs (laughs) pounds now. Sure, you get to push it. Right. Whereas with a gas one, be like, what are you out of gas? Yeah, it's still a little bit of gas in it. 
<laughs> this one, I either got to haul a generator out there or I got a trailer this son of a bitch back to my house after I figure out how to get on a trailer that with 900 pounds of batteries on it. <laughs> so I will never own another electric golf cart. Ever. Okay. And so I'm kind of on the same. I, like, I do not disagree that they are the future. I do not disagree that they're fast. I do not disagree that they have a place in automotive culture. What I do disagree with is the fact that it's being so heavily pushed by the media, the government, everything, and it's it's subsidized. And I'm a free market capitalist. If it's a legitimate yeah, it's like applicable uh, technology. The like Rand Paul market. said, if it, if they're so great, why do you got to pay people to drive them? Yeah, yeah. And the, the same thing's true with wind energy, solar energy. If it was a viable technology, the free market would go after it. There would be people doing it, and they'd be making money at it because that's how capitalism works. So I feel like we're trying to jump the gun on this stuff. Like the technology hasn't quite caught up with the you know enticing factors of you know the political pushes and, and the green this and green that. And like the simple fact that California on whatever day was like, Hey, by 2035, we're not going to sell another gas engine in this state. And then two days later, like, Hey, you can't charge your fucking car. Cause we're having rolling blackouts. Like that is just laughable. Oh, and by the way, we're taking power plants offline because that's what we need to do. Right. So, well, I don't know. I think, we are kind of stuck in the old way of wiring homes up though. Like if you could run most of the outlets and in devices in your home, most of them convert AC to DC anyway and drop the voltage. They all step it down. You know, your, all your TVs, your phone chargers, your led lights, yeah, like your, like your computers, like 12 volt or 24 volt. Right. You could wire a significant part of your house as DC throw three solar panels on your roof and run that entire damn thing. Yeah. With that in a, in a. So you're saying just like your oven, your dryer and your heater run on AC, everything else could be run. All all your major draws. I wouldn't want to run those on, on, on a battery pack. You know, you imagine trying to get the city to give you a permit to wire your house like that right now. Oh, it'd be a nightmare, but that washing machine has a DC motor in it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's, it's just got to, it's got to take your AC voltage, change everything about it, <laughs> <laughs> and then it can work. It's exactly the same, except completely different. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, I don't know, maybe a little bit of change of thought in uh, just how, you know, but your devices can't plug into, they got to be start, they got to start being made for DC and instead of AC, and you can do stuff like that. But Aren't there countries that are wired DC? I don't know. But then I know like Europe is wired 220 on everything. DC, transporting DC, the reason why you got to have such big wires. Like we we did work on these solar farms like in Louisville. Uh-huh. That's a 2,500 acre solar farm, I think. And there is, I mean, there's aluminum wire that is probably, I don't know, three inches of diameter. And there's hundreds of them. And there's, I, I, there's probably got to be 600 miles of this wire in the ground. Okay. Running from panel to panel in these array areas to array areas and interconnecting I mean, them all. Yeah. And then you got to transport that out of here. And that's why, like, uh, you know, Tesla won with the AC powers because you can transport AC power 
over a smaller line than DC power. Like New York started with DC power. There's these massive freaking copper wires that were running everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, once they figured out like, Hey, AC is way better, even though, you know, the competition with DC was over there killing elephants, Yeah, you know, in public with AC power, like literally electric chair killing elephants in front of people. Like, <laughs> look how dangerous is, yeah, DC current is. Current is. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Tesla still won. Uh, didn't didn't Tesla have a like? Didn't he like had an idea? Like he never did create it, but he had like power transmission towers, and he was going to transport DC power through the through the sky. Uh, yeah, he was going to have wireless power. Um, he said he was going to ring the Earth like a bell, and then to get power, all you'd have to do is is plug into the ground at your house, and you would have AC power. And turns out, you can only ring. The Earth as a bell if it's a flat disc. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sam. (laughs) Let's go. I'm just talking out of my ass. Listen, listen. It's legit. Like, okay, let's 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 think about flat Earth for a second versus round Earth. Now, number one, the bottom line is. I don't know, and neither do you, and neither does anybody else. We're all just going off what somebody else has told us. Uh, we got some pictures from NASA that are probably fake. but uh, So we're, we're arguing about shit we really don't know. But and I don't mind saying I don't know. Uh, but flat Earth does make more sense. Okay. A flat stationary plane makes way more sense than being on a spinning water ball. So, so... Like growing up, growing up and going like to science class or whatever, and you, you visualize the solar system like in that uh, the little diorama with the things that spin around, like that my brain can wrap around. But then, like, now we got that's TikTok. weird though. It, it, it's not, I'm not saying it's not weird, but like, yeah. like, I get like, okay, so like we're spinning around like a hula hoop around the sun, like, all right, got it. Copy. I'm a, I'm with you. Let's let's talk about freaking. But Pluto is not a planet. No. Well, are any of them planets? <laughs> Describe planet. Yeah, yeah. Define about, planet. Yeah. So you're talking about lights in the sky. But then, so like like oh well, so the, sur- saying- the surface of the Earth is is spinning like at, at the actual circumference of the Earth. It's spinning. At like fifteen thousand miles an hour. One thousand. Is it one thousand? Twenty four thousand miles around at the equator. So in a twenty four hour period, if you're spinning, it would have to be a thousand miles an hour. So like, so like, okay, got that. And then we're spinning around the sun, sun. at a pretty high rate of speed. Sixty five thousand miles an hour. <laughs> I'm glad you're on this. Here's your facts. I never knew we were gonna. Well, so Nate, Nate degree Tyson. So, <laughs> that guy's Nate a degree, goddamn con artist. Nate, Nate DeGrasse Thompson. <laughs> so let me tell you how I got into this flatter. Okay, yeah, give us the origin story. All right. So I was watching uh, ESPN, and one of the greatest scientists of our time, which is Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Said I drove from California to Florida. And that shit looked pretty flat to me. <laughs> <I thought. laughs> so 
I started, and then there was another basketball player that that was in the the flat Earth thing too, and I and I thought, what, what? And I didn't even know there was a flat Earth theory at the time, and I was like, I got to go down this rabbit hole. Oh yeah, I got to go down this rabbit hole and see what is going on with these people. So I'm getting, you know, the first couple of videos I watch, I'm like, hell, that's silly. And then a couple more, but as I'm trying to argue with it. I, I'm, the more holes I tried to poke in it, the more I failed at it. And then it was just like, you know what? I really don't know. I, it, it really, there's a lot of things that don't make sense in a, in a spinning water ball. <laughs> so, so getting back to what I was saying, like so 65, whatever, hundred miles an hour spinning around the sun and a thousand miles an hour in a circle. Well, then the sun is going mock jesus right around through, the milky way through space around the milky way right like that's a lot of moving shit oh yeah so like like that's where my brain stops comprehending and like you said like watching the tiktoks and stuff and all the flat earth like it really makes you stop and think like maybe there's something to this and the one that really got me is how like the moon landing is fake obviously because <laughs> like it, my cell phone has 10 times the computing power as the freaking thing that allegedly took people to the moon. In the 60s. In the 60s. So like, and then, so now they talk about how we can't, we, we can't get back to the moon. You know what we did have in the 60s? Pot? Movies. Oh. <laughs> Hollywood movies. So like, we can't get back to the moon. Well, why can't we get back to the moon? Well, we can't get back to the moon because all the data, data, probably mountains of paper we lost it we lost the we lost the technology of how to get to the freaking moon well newsflash china just did it a week and a half ago they planted a flag on the moon with a rover i don't know if you've seen that or not i did not yeah allegedly they went to the moon and the united states flag that is allegedly on the moon is bleached out by the sun and china's like not today. They made some. They like they spent a billion dollars making a fabric that won't get bleached out by the sun on the moon's surface. So there's that. We're not the only flag on the moon no more. Apparently, there's a few Chinese flags on the moon. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we can't get back to the moon because we lost the technology. And oh yeah, and by the way, we can't even get there if we had the technology because there's a radiation belt between us and the moon. So if you go to the moon, you'll die of radiation poisoning because there's a belt of radiation around the earth separating the earth and the moon. So how did we do it in the sixties? Was the radiation belt there in the sixties? And then you, how'd you get like, camera equipment across there? So then they, they like, they interview like the Apollo astronauts and they're like, we didn't see a radiation belt. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it that really makes you think. So then, so on the flip side of this, go ahead. Well, you're talking about in the sixties, you've got a rocket. It's a hundred or uh, what is it? Two hundred and thirty-nine thousand miles to the moon, supposedly. Uh, and they went round trip, in the so you got one rocket that can get five hundred thousand miles per tank. Well, it was several rockets, but okay, I see where you're going with this. I mean, that's pretty good in the sixties. There's there's not a lot of that dragons. was back before emissions equipment. You know what <laughs> the I'm EPA saying? The EPA did not they give really a shit. Gotta... There was no <laughs> death on that. <laughs> That's why we can't get back to the no, moon. No limp mode, you know what I'm There's saying? There's no death stations on the way to the moon. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so on the inverse of that, you go up in an airplane, the Earth is curved, 
It is? Yeah. Why? You look you just look out and it's like you don't you you would you'd think if it was flat you'd be able to see to China. Well, there is a there is a limitation with eyeballs and perspective on where I mean, when you look out a window, you see land until it meets up here and then the rest is sky. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't have that perspective because we have two front facing eyeballs, you your horizon line would never it would always just be down here. If you had eyes on the side of your head and you could only see out like a horse, you know. Okay. So just just like anything, like So my you, chickens you, know it's the earth is flat. That's right. Okay. So to <laughs> I'm bumble, writing this down. So the bumblebee, I mean, just like when you look down a road, you see it taper off until it gets you know, the horizon always stops at your eye line. It tapers until it's smaller. You know it doesn't physically get smaller. Because of perspective thing. Because of your perspective is with two front facing eyeballs. So then when I drove a motor uh, a motorcycle, when I drove a jet ski from Miami to Bimini, the Miami skyline sank on the horizon. It went down. Till I couldn't see anymore. And then that was behind me. And then in front of me, this little bitty island rose up out of the ocean. Like that was a perspective that I had with mm-hmm. my two front facing eyeballs. Right. So that would be. That's because the, you're a racist. <laughs> that would be the inverse. Did you hear his Chinese voice? <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> 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 we need to do some Dr. Now impressions. Oh, you ever watch that? <clears throat> but anyway, not. long long story short on the on the flat earth thing. I I don't know if it's flat so, or round. I don't so even, I honestly don't know Nate's if it's even position a is reject what you're being told. Absolutely. Question everything Question at all everything. times. So talk to me about the South Pole. Well Are there aliens at the South I, Pole? I will tell you the flat earth theory is that the Earth is more like a frisbee. If you turn the frisbee upside down, you've got that ring, right? So that's how they keep the water in. And that's that's the <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Let, let me let me start this again, Sam. <laughs> if we didn't have you on here to make fun of you, by the way, oh, yeah, by any means. Okay. If, if if you believed Earth was flat, and I mean, you have no problem looking up and saying that's infinite. Yeah. There's an infinite void up there. Okay. Why is it so hard to believe there might not be an infinite plane? That way. And you're only exposed to our little section of it. Okay. Okay. No, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. So there was another TikTok. They were talking about oh, how, like... Oh, here we go. Like in the 1850s, 60s, somewhere in there. This is the Admiral Byrd story? Yeah, yeah. You, you know it. Tell it, because I just remember <laughs> parts of it. Well, I, So I know everything you know about spinning water bowl earth, and I also know everything about flat earth. <laughs> I'm gonna use, I, yes, uh, that is the new name, spinning water ball earth. Spinning water ball, got it. All right. So, so well, I mean, I was taught the same things you were taught growing up. Okay. I just went and learned a different yeah, perspective. They got on the it. globes up there and uh, stuff yeah. in school, and now right. little little mate, this is yeah. what it is. And you're like, flat oh, Earth right. people are like, oh, they put a globe there to brainwash you from the beginning. <laughs> it's, it's hard being a conspiracy guy because everything like you're like, well, did they want me to know that? Oh, it's got to be conspiracy. <laughs> so like watching oh, videos on conspiracy. Maybe if they're letting me know it, maybe that's the that's the evil people's. <laughs> I'll tell you what the it's exhausting. During during COVID, <laughs> the problem is is the conspiracy peer, theory people were running out of conspiracies because they were all just kind of coming true. <laughs> right. Yeah. There was a lot of shit that wasn't conspiracies then. Yeah. 
So so anyway, tell us tell us the story about the admiral going to the South Pole and like because there was like mountains and shit, and he drew a map that had mountains, and then all of a sudden, the somebody the the spinning water ball people are like, no, there's actually no mountains there, and they re-release the map with no mountains. Right. So the the Admiral Byrd story, he went there. He was like one of the youngest admirable admirals in Navy history and, and somewhere around the World War II or slightly after area. He went to Antarctica. Uh, there was a 300-foot ice wall. They got up to the top of it. He went over. He came back, and he said, there is more resources than you could ever imagine. We found them. It's past this ice wall. Uh, there's a whole nother landmass bigger than the United States on the other side of this that is chock full of resources. And then they came up with the Antarctic Treaty where 50, 60 countries all agreed that nobody can ever go there again and it doesn't belong to anybody. That's a little sus. I mean, let's be honest. It's the only time in history it's ever happened. So So I, I have a question for the class. So my grandpa's friend... Super long story short, doesn't believe in the internet, so I had to go help him sell some exercise equipment out of his basement. So somehow, for some reason, I got dropped off there, and my wife went and ran some errands, and I was waiting on her to get back, pick me up. And he was telling me about how he went to the Antarctica, or he went to the South Pole, not to the South Pole, but anyway, he went down there on a trip. And, you know, you fly to South America, take a boat and stuff. So if you're not allowed to go down there, how did he, or did they take him somewhere else and just tell him that's where I was at? Who knows? You know, I'm well, not, not going to pretend I, 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 like I said, there, the flat earth makes way more sense to me. It makes way more sense when you're talking about GPS, when you're talking about uh, planning flight routes, stuff like that. If you look at the flight routes that are actually planned, uh, how they, how they work. It works on a flat map way better than it does on a globe, on a on a ball, especially if it's spinning. Like, I understand the, you know, the, so one of the common things is, well, if the Earth is spinning, why couldn't you just take a helicopter up? And if it's spinning a thousand miles an hour, you should be in California in about two and a half hours. Without moving, let like without propulsion yourself forward oh, yeah, or backwards. You should just have to float up and let it spin underneath you. Right. And, then and, should, then, and they be- say, well, that you know, if you were, you know, a fly can fly around in your car, even though you're going 60 miles an hour, that fly, and it's like, okay, well, well, now you're talking about a closed system, so now the windshield, right? Yeah. So then you get into the whole like, all right, if, if, what? It's easier for me to buy that we're on a stationary flat plane versus. We're a water ball spinning around in an infinite vacuum that, like, I don't even know how these, uh, these, these spaceships are, are controlling themselves in a vacuum. How are right. they, how are they navigating? Why would, why do they have fins on them? What are the, how is a fin going to work in a vacuum? We all seen the brick and the feather fall at the same rate. Yeah. How are they steering? What's their propulsion? What, are you going to blow air out this side? That should just spin you in a circle if it spins you at all. <laughs> What okay. are they? What are they okay. pushing off of? <laughs> okay, it's a vacuum. Okay, okay. I don't know the answers to this. So let's say the <laughs> Earth is flat. <laughs> What's past the edge? If there's no space, who says there's an edge? 
You think, oh, well, yeah. fair you enough. Don't, you don't have a problem looking I, up and saying there's no end? Look, I mean, you, look, you <laughs> are the one who said it was a Frisbee, so I thought there was an edge. Well, so there is a, there is a flat earth map that does continue to go on, and there's way more earths. You know, we know our little pond here with the Atlantic, the Pacific, and all the seven continents. That's in our little pond in the middle of this ice circle. But we're one of infinite numbers of these ponds with land and mass that are kind of... So there's a bunch of interconnected Frisbees. Right. So one, one compelling argument that got me is like when you talk about the ancients and like the pyramids are like lined up on such precise coordinates... Yeah, and there's hundreds of them. And and like Cleopatra or whatever, when she was ruling Egypt, the pyramids were ancient to her. So like we're supposed to believe or subscribe to the fact that like all this shit is moving and changing and these continents have moved from Pangaea over to like what we see today. But since the pyramids have been there, they from the time they were built to today, all those lines and measurements still line up perfectly, which a, how the hell did they line them up themselves? A freaking couple few thousand years ago, a, and B, if everything's always moving, how are they still lined up? So that's a pretty compelling argument. Well, that like, comes down to, we don't, we don't really know anything about ancient history. I don't think we know anything about recent history. So was I telling you <laughs> on the ride to Kansas city about the, the flood deal. I think I was telling you about the flood. <clears throat> about the um, fact becomes becomes story. And oh story. yeah. So there was another TikTok I watched. Essentially, the guy this was is the source now. Yeah, t- I mean, t- honestly, honestly, TikTok is why they're trying to ban it. Is because all this information is flowing so freely, unchecked. Like I could make a TikTok saying that the earth is actually a bowl. It's not a, a water ball. It's right. a bowl. And then if it gets traction, it gets traction. Like, they have no way to regulate it. Well, there's also that. And you have, you know, a couple hundred thousand protesters in Hong Kong waving American flags directly before COVID started that all disappeared like a fart in the wind. And nobody knows where they went. Yeah. And without, without a platform like a Twitter or a TikTok to get it out worldwide, like, hey, they're about to genocide us yeah we're about to get stuck in a hotel that's going to get blown up <laughs> we're about to get clinton yeah so anyway so this tiktok like i don't remember it was like an excerpt from a podcast and the guy was basically like okay so you use a cell phone i use a cell phone we use computers or whatever they all have microchips in them that's fine like that's a fact that's something tangible that we can use we have an airplane that we can fly in. we can go from here to wherever we're on an airplane it's great let's just pretend for a, a second that a giant flood come and washed everything off the freaking, the map. Your cell phone's gone. The planes are gone. Your computer's gone. We know that planes, computers, cell phones, that all existed. But could you take a stick and a rock and make a microchip? I can't. So Yeah, that's um, the old Joe Rogan. Uh, it was on Joe Rogan. That's what yeah, it was. It's, yeah. it's the old Joe Rogan comedy skit where he's like, how long would it take you to send an email? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all the because that was his theory was all the smart people died. Yeah. So <laughs> so but and then all the laborers showed back up like, hey, it's Friday. So <laughs> supposed to get paid today. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, the argument was like, so 
to our children, computers, cell phones, and planes, that's just a story. And then 15 generations later, it's, it's myth. Right. So like, it's completely reasonable to assume that these depictions of flying craft aren't actually aliens, but we had planes a million years ago and we just forgot how to build them. Right. Yeah, possibly. I mean, that's, that may be the aliens, the alien origin part of it. You know, if you're on a flat earth <laughs> and they're so, not coming from outer space. So, so does flat earth have an outer space? Is there, is there, no. so there is no outer space? No, there's a firmament. Okay. Which is in the Bible. That's, yeah. Um, uh, so write that down. I'm going to have to do a lot of YouTube. Oddly, oddly enough, it's also on uh, Warner Von Braun's uh, headstone. Yeah? Yeah. The You know, the father of NASA, the Nazi uh, rocket scientist. Okay. Uh, he wrote a Bible verse that said something about God and God was good and the heaven and the firmament above uh, is something like you know, is permanent. Hmm. So then, so where do aliens fall in? Uh, is it CIA? Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm talking out of my ass. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> oh, shoot. But well, to think that NASA is not a part of the Pentagon. I mean, we went in with project paperclip and stole the Nazis premier rocket propulsion scientist that was making the long-range missiles for the Nazi party that was about to beat the entire world with, like, 10 million people. That's a a super valid thing. And then we stole their premier rocket propulsion scientist, and we didn't put him in the military. We just put him in NASA. We're like, you know what? We're thinking about going to the moon. No. No. That guy's been designing our shit for the Pentagon since the day... (laughs) From the day he got here till the day he died, <laughs> it's all a big, all a big military yes, cover up. Had to be. Dude, why wouldn't? I mean, NASA's had an unchecked budget of like fourteen billion dollars a year since the their inception. What? Well, they don't have nothing to show for it either. We got some hours of green screen footage where you got some lady's got her hair poofed up with hairspray. She's like, "Look, I'm in space and my hair is crazy," and everybody's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> look at hair in space." <laughs> <laughs> they, they eat liquids you get guys floating around on wires hey, you know you're, you're, so, look up NASA green screen and okay. watch how many fails NASA has there's a bunch screen. there's a like, bunch all of a sudden they're like they're like look at this fruit and then the fruit floats up and the, the guy's hand floats through the fruit as he's trying to catch it the first time <laughs> And then there's shit like... Like $14 billion, man. Get your shit together. (laughs) If you're going to defraud us, do it. Like, quit wasting the money. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Transformers looks more believable than your goddamn space station. My name is Optimus Prime. Yeah. (laughs) Nate may end up with the first Sam page on this. Oh, shoot. Is that what Sam Page is? I, yeah, it was it Sam. Was a, essentially. So when Sam's a, blood sugar gets low, he gets really angry and really loud. Yeah, it, 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 so it's a, like a Rampage, Sam Page. Yeah, right, I, yes, I got you. Um, yeah, so Brian Toops coined that phrase. So yeah, We need to have him on sometime because he's a big conspiracy guy. Conspiracy oh, yeah. guy as Brian well. and Nate together would be a good podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to lose all of our listeners probably at this point. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah, we uh, haven't said anything about cars in like an hour. <laughs> well, we haven't really ever meant to be a car podcast. It just turned into that, honestly. I mean, uh, it really was. We were supposed to be like a f- work and play type deal. But yeah, now we're talking about Flat Earth. Well, that concludes part one of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. The actual recording was over two and a half hours long, so we decided to go ahead and split it in half for you. And next week, we will bring you the exciting conclusion to the podcast we had with Nate Thompson. Thanks for riding along with us on this one, guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Zero hour. 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space. Such a timeless flight And I think it's gonna be a long, long time The touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home
Be alone. 